footy is back. Round one done and dusted with a successful trip to Perth, a big bag from Buddy and a history-making win over the Eagles. This is True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. And today on the show, we'll be discussing our review of the round one game against the Eagles, the preview of our round two clash against Port Adelaide at the SCG and everything else Sydney Swans. My name is Tom Flanagan. I'm joined tonight in the Podular Media studio by my co-host, Madison Clark. And for the first time on the True Bloods panel, Ben Andrew. How are we, fellas? And how good was that performance on Sunday? Oh, Tommy, how good. We're not starting 0-6 this year, are we? And uh, such is the popularity and groundswell of this podcast that we've managed to uh, tack on another member, which is absolutely sensational. Yep, for the first time, welcoming Ben Andrew to the studio. Ben, it's good to have you here, mate. Gentlemen, it is a privilege to uh, to be here, honestly. I can't think of a, a better way to spend a good hour and a half just going through On a Tuesday evening. Everything bloods, every angle, all of it. Well, let's get stuck right into the match review. And we celebrated Dean Towers' 50th in style with a big round one win, making history with the first win ever at the new Optus Stadium. The mighty Swannies, 18 goals, 7, 115, defeated the West Coast Eagles, 13 goals, 8, 86, in front of 53,500 people in Perth. And it was Lance Buddy Franklin who hit the start of the season with a bang, a scintillating bag of eight. And the rest of the boys were outstanding as well. Well, look, I mean, you can't go past Buddy. When, when he gets a bit of room to move, as we were saying outside, he's just unstoppable, isn't he? He's the GOAT. He's, he's the best forward of this generation, and he was at his brilliant best on Sunday night. He really has just redefined what it is to be a key forward. Because, yeah. I mean, also, you know, what we were discussing before about your Josh Kennedy just being that true of the West Coast Eagles, being that true stay-at-home forward. That's it. But realistically... It doesn't really get your team over the line anymore. And to see him laying tackles and, and pinning blokes holding the ball, uh, Buddy, of course. It's, it's the defensive work. It's the, the tackling, the field kicking. His field kicking is unsurpassed. It's as good as it's, it's honestly as good as anyone in the comp. Absolutely. He was in such good nick. He just bossed that forward half of the ground, especially considering it was round one. The touch that he was in was just ridiculous. Absurd. Absurd. Yeah. Uh, he. he it looked impossible for, uh, I think it was Barras in the second half who was going with him to, to go with him in the one-on-ones. And then it looked near impossible for the Eagles to go with him when they put two players yeah, on him. There was Barras, McGovern, Yo, Hearn. They all chipped in, um, but couldn't get the job done. Bud no. was just way too much for them in the end. And with the ball in hand, he was just whizzing past opponents like they were witches' hats. Um, and as he said, he's field kicking absolutely sublime. He's not slowing down, is he? At all? No, absolutely not. Absolutely, it hasn't lost any turn of, any turn of foot. He actually uh, looks bigger as well physically. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, he, uh, he's always, and I think that's something that's always uh, really surprised me about Buddy. You look at some of the uh, the bigger the bigger blokes in the uh, in the AFL. Whilst he's not the most ripped bloke on the field, mm. his size and his weight and the way that he gets around, absolutely, and that's why I find his pace so phenomenal. Once he gets, once he's get, once he's going, you're not catching him. Absolutely not. But the way that he can just tear through contests and just blaze his own trail, uh, he is he's a force to be reckoned with. Well, when, he's, when, he, when he gets going, he's just as we said, unstoppable. I mean, try try tackling that man at full pace. It's scary. And it wasn't just in the air, make, making the big marking contest, bringing the ball to ground and those eight goals. He was laying massive tackles. Or, Huge yeah, tackles. As yeah. I said, Huge just own, tackles. Work own is... that forward half. Is not, a, not a player for us or the West Coast Eagles that uh, commanded that forward half the way he did. Just uh, dominated uh, in that half of the ground. And his performance even more amazing considering that Reed and Rowan weren't there. Reed, the late withdrawal. Um, and the Eagles are particularly strong off half-back with, as we mentioned, the Yos and the McGovern's yep. and th- these types of players. Um, I'll tell you what I liked, um, uh, just as we've been going through Bud for a while, I liked Will Haywood's game as well. Yeah, Will was important. In, coming in Very important. Reed. Those two goals at the end, uh, in the, the last <laughs> one that he got. Sweetness. It was, it was a little bit of fun, that last James one. But, absolutely. but he was very important, very important. Ran through the midfield and, and at half forward, helped out um, Bud. Heaney, I thought, was really good, helping oh, out yeah. Bud as well um, as that make, makeshift. A-grade midfielder. Yeah, elite. Year. Uh, absolutely. When he went entering, for- entering that, uh, that, that top echelon of midfielders this year, we hope. And when he went forward as that makeshift extra forward option without Reed and Rowan, he was really important helping Bud as well. Yep, 100%. 100%. And uh, let's not forget about Lukey Parker. Oh, Lukey was unbelievable, wasn't he? So, what were his numbers? Did he have 31? Uh, I'll just check that. I believe he had 31, yeah. 
32. 32. Yeah, 32. 32 and hit the scoreboard with uh, what surely has to be goal of the year. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, oh, it, it, it would take an absolute miracle for someone to, uh, to, take, that, to take that mantle from him. Well, most blokes in the Premier League can't pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't it phenomenal? Um, I, I think he played such a complete game. That uh, who was it that said he uh, he had a pretty down two thousand? John O'Brown. John O'Brown. Very strange thing to say. Don't know what Luke Parker he was watching last yeah, year, but considering won the Bob Bob Skelton Medal, but uh, look at the he, end. Of- he's such a bull, isn't he? Eighteen contested, um, ten clearances, laid nine tackles. He's, he's just a, so explosive. He's a powerful man. Mm, absolutely, and you can rely on that too. You can rely on those. But on the on the eighteen to twenty contested possessions Absolutely. at a minimum, you can rely on the tackles. The the thing that you that I honestly just love about our mids, whether you're talking about your Luke Parker, your Isaac Heaney, your Hanbury, your Kennedy, Hewitt. tough, hard, hard and tough. Yep. You're always going to get contested. Workman always You're always going to get the tackling. Yep. Um, that's it's something that I'm just I've always really admired about our group because. Um, at times, you know, Hanbury's not the silkiest bloke going around, for example. But um, our, our midfield just stacks up as well against the rest of the the rest of the leagues. And that's certainly what we didn't do when we had the poor start to the season last year. That that sort of thing was lacking: the contested footy, the tackling. So it's really good to see that from round one to be able to use as a springboard. And you mentioned silk and polish, Ben. There, um, I I felt that was probably one of the better game from the midfield in terms Absolutely. of being slick going forward. It, it's probably not a renowned attribute of the, the way our midfield goes about. It's that tough, contested, hard hard footy. But how slick we were going forward was mighty impressive. 100%. 100%. And that, that's the thing. You had contributors everywhere. Lloyd was uh, instrumental in kicking us off to a really good start by kicking the first goal at Optus mm. Stadium, which mm. is handy answer to a future trivia question, I'm sure. History. Yes. <laughs> um, and Zach Jones, what, what did you think of his game? Because he is my man. Um, but I think there were a lot of times in the first quarter where he probably didn't make decisions quick enough. I thought he got caught maybe four or five times even, um, and wasn't able to dispose of it as quickly as he probably should have. Well, I think kudos to West Coast on that front. They, they probably recognise that he's a player that likes to take the game on yep. and, and run um, run through the lines, and, and they were, were switched onto that and didn't allow him to do much. But um, I, I thought in the contest, he was pretty impressive, Zach. He, yep. he worked really hard um, at ground level to, to get the feeds out to the boys. But, yeah, probably with ball in hand, there were a couple of times there where he... Um, lacked a bit of awareness. It was probably just that that one kick through the middle where it was probably just a little bit lazy in the third quarter, which I felt changed the momentum of the game completely where he, he was trying to hit someone up in, in the centre and it got, got cut off. Do you recall? Yeah, no, I do. And, and I thought the same thing. But, you know, the thing about the thing about a guy like Zach Jones for mine is we don't, uh, we don't have we don't have anyone else like him. Exactly. We haven't yeah. had anyone like Absolutely. him uh, in our side for a very long time. So for mine, I, obviously an easier thing to say in hindsight, knowing we've mm. walked away with they uh, with a really solid win, yeah. and it hasn't come back to haunt us. But um, I, I kind of take the good with the bad. Absolutely. Uh, I just uh, I'm a, I'm a massive 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 fan yeah. of uh, of Zach Jones and just having that that grit and that toughness and. A bloke out there willing to stand his ground and 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 have a crack for us. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. He certainly did that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And 100%. Kennedy wasn't his best game, but he, he was absolutely crucial as well, Joey. Uh, that goal that he kicked in the last quarter, bursting out of the pack, and yep. the ball was bobbling around, and a uh, game was on the line at that stage. Took it back out to 17 points. That was a vital piece wasn't of play. That, yeah. Wasn't that just vintage? Oh, vintage special, Joey Kennedy. Special Joey. Just vintage. Went in, got his own ball, came out, and, and again, just gets it. Didn't even, didn't even look. Yeah. Didn't even look. Just bang. Had the awareness to know exactly where he was, where the goals were, outside of the boot. And that was at a point where West Coast were really coming at us yeah, too. For sure. So it was a, a real captain's, captain's goal, 100%. And there were multiple times during the contest where West Coast were coming at us and, and they're a good side, West Coast. If all their stars stay on the park and they get Kennedy back, mm. they'll finish higher than a lot of people um, think they will. They came to play, but the our Swans footy, classic Swans footy at its best, wave after wave, it was just a bit too much for them in the end but as you mentioned about their momentum they had strong momentum going into that last quarter and our ability to rise above that pressure and 
for the remainder of the game really um, was mighty impressive, especially considering it's round one and there were cramping bodies all over the place and it, it was just a very uh, diligent, resilient effort. I think I think that's why we all think it was such a special win because it wasn't it wasn't easy. It was something that you know you you're going to potentially be able to have that sort of resilience later in the season, but you really don't expect it going into round one it, mm. when things get tough. You know you you do tend to slow down and you do make mistakes late in the game, but to to keep coming and to keep kicking goals when the momentum was completely against us. I just can't wait for, to see what we can do next week. Yeah, 100%. I think also the buy-in, the buy-in from everyone. Yep. Um, because it's so easy when you've got a guy like Bud up there kicking eight goals one, and we were talking earlier about how when he's lighting up, you're not calling, you're not asking him yep. for the ball, you're just looking for him every time. But, I mean, you look at the kind of spread that we've had. We've got goals from uh, from Towers, from Hewitt, from Heaney, uh, from Jack, from Jones, from obviously... Haywood. Um, Hayward, yeah, Kennedy. Luke Parker. The the way that even the mids are starting to push forward and just press forward and just give us that, um, continue to give us that uh, the presence in the forward line, just that additional support. Uh, that's that for mine was it was on show again and obviously really pivotal, really pivotal to us. Back six had a couple of shaky moments early in that first quarter, but they were outstanding after quarter time. For the majority of the contest after that, they were they were pretty much in control. I thought um, the leader of of that end was Smooch. He was just epic, Nick Smith. Um, I, I thought maybe this year he might slow down a bit, as he has done in the last couple of years. But he was quick. He was surprisingly quick. And that, that turn of foot. trade, they had a little bit of turn of foot. Uh-huh. And that trademark Nick Smith uh, courageous application and that, that uh, composure with ball in hand, when we were looking a little bit shaky in a couple of moments in that first quarter, were, were mighty impressive. thought Mills was fantastic as yep. well. Millsy, another one. Melican, really important um, couple of acts in, in the back half as well. So good all-round performance he, in the back uh, six. He, he did something I haven't seen in a while, and that is step over the line. Yeah, yeah, he did, did do that. That was probably yeah. his one big glaring error, but I thought, I thought he in, was, the air, he was he was, in the air he was really important in those one-on-one contests. Fox was really good in the back half as well. I thought he, he played his well, only had 10 or 11 disposals, mm-hmm. but it, it was pretty important in those gritty moments. Um, interested to see what you guys thought about Ollie Florence's game. Yeah, well, he's probably, um, as supporters, we'd like to see him involved a little bit more than he, he was. I mean, he's, we, we mentioned in the, in the season preview show last week, he, he has to put on a bit more size to be able to compete with those bigger bodies. He's just not quite at that... Um, that physical, brutal level that uh, we, we need him to be to sustain quality football for 25 rounds, yeah. um, uh, uh, combating against the bigger bodies in the competition. That's that's the issue for Ollie. But he's got that flair, he's got that skill, but um, it's it, yeah, it's difficult for him at this stage to get more involved, I feel. Absolutely. And, I mean, you've hit the nail on the head. At the end of the day, he's just he's just a, still a skinny little boy. Yeah. Yes. And... Yeah. Um, He'll, he'll. I really feel like he's skillful. He's got the. He, he's absolutely skillful, and like you say, he's got the flair. Uh, he's got a bit of pace, and he doesn't mind backing himself. And I think we'll see that in in full flight um, as he sort of builds a bit more confidence. But yep. uh, you're not wrong. He look. He lacks the mass at the moment. Um, and uh, but by the same comparison to last year, he's put on a bit of size. So um, that'll be a sort of a continuing development for mine over the course of the next sort of. Uh, 12 to 24 months and I'm sure that no doubt he'll sort of slide into our side uh, I can even see a bit of maybe I don't know love him up forward but even maybe like a little bit of a re- little bit of a rebound halfback sort of type as yep. well which would be great I reckon yeah uh, JPK had a few words after the game to the Swans media team let's have a little listen to that and then we'll uh, come back and have a bit more discussion on the game yeah, it wasn't just at the end. They, every time we felt like we were, were kicking away, they seemed to get one or two back. And uh, throughout the course of the game, it was a really tough contest. Um, you know, really big battle in the midfield uh, with the centre bounces. And, um, and I thought Sinclair was fantastic up against Nick Nat and, and Lysett and, and Dean Towers as well when he was in there. So, um, you know... It was, it was tough. We, we, we had a few guys go down with cramp in the last quarter and to, to hang on and fight back and come over the win was really pleasing. Josh Kennedy there after the match in Perth and he, he just touched on uh, the work of Sinclair and Towers in the middle of the ground. The hit-out count was won by Lysett and Nick Nat for the Eagles um, and they got their hands to the ball first but I don't think they had 
too much influence on the game. I thought Towers and Sinclair did a pretty good job to nullify Absolutely. the effectiveness of their work out of the middle. Well, look, it was hit outs 66 to 17 in their advantage, and we still, every clearance stat there is, we still won. So it's a real testament to our midfielders and the way that Cal and Dean were able to bring it to ground to get first hands on footy. It was great. Uh, yeah, look, when it comes to Sinclair, that's that's what we love about him. Yeah. Um, we also love that he obviously can go forward and clunk a couple. But um, I think that the, the significant mention needs to go to, to Dean Towers because he is by no means a ruckman. By absolutely no means. The little ruckman uh, that he, could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, honestly, I think for him to even just step into the void and compete... Against Nick uh, Nat as well. Against Nick Nat, yeah. who is... I mean, everyone... Has he still got the record for the vertical leap at the draft combine? Oh, I think you'd be a pretty uh, special pretty person to beat him, to Pretty be safe. Pretty safe bet. Yeah. Uh, but to, God, to, to throw in a bloke like Towers who has little to no ruck experience yep. uh, against... The bloke that is arguably, yes, injury played, but also has been the benchmark uh, for a Ruckman ever since sort of we lost Coxie and whatnot. Um, I, I just thought that was outstanding from him. Outstanding to get says in there a, and have it a says go. a lot about his character too, that he's willing to step in and play that role when asked yep, as well, absolutely. doesn't he? And it wasn't just that. He was able to hurt them with being that extra midfielder as well. He, he, he had a couple mm. of clearances and he, he was involved in a lot of build-up play where Nick Nat or Lysett, whichever one was doing the rucking, was left behind and, and Towers just went away towards the forward half and, and set something up for us. So, yeah, he, he was good on all fronts, Dean. Glad he kicked one in his uh, 50th as well. Yeah, great, great. Way, to, great way to celebrate. Not Dean, a bad way to bring 50th. it in. Not a bad way to bring it in. I uh, was speaking about Buddy before. Horse had a few uh, kind words about uh, Lance's brilliant performance. We'll just have a listen to that now. It was a hell of a game. Yeah. What, what were your thoughts on this performance? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, you look at the goals he kicked and, you know, you can't deny they were fantastic goals and important goals. Um, but also the just the ability to half the contest in that last quarter. He was probably outnumbered four or five times in the last quarter and um, and just halved the contest and just kept the ball in their front half. And um, those situations are just uh, so critical. And, uh, you know... Almost as important as the eight goals, but um, you know, he just had an all-round game. Whether it was offensively or pressure-wise, he was he was um, in pretty reasonable nick. Pretty reasonable nick, right. says Horse, and and that he was. And he's just he's the greatest. I love him. Uh, he's going to kick a thousand goals, and he might be the very last person to do it. Um, as I said before, he's the greatest forward of this generation, and. We're just so lucky as Swans fans that we get to see him run out in red and white every week. And we've just got to remember he's only around for a couple more years, so we must just appreciate how good he is and lap him up while we'll, he's still around. We'll be extending his contract at this rate, won't we? Yeah, well, right. we bloody better. We bloody better. If, if anyone deserves it, if anyone is worth it. Nine more years. In, literally. Nine more years. Another <laughs> 10 million. Thank you very much. Does it frustrate you guys that, uh, you know, you, I get the Hawthorne supporters and obviously they're going to be bitter, but... People from other clubs as well saying it's not worth it in at this stage. Oh, I think that is absolute garbage. I think that is a very narrow to say that he hasn't he hasn't it hasn't been worth it because because he hasn't delivered a flag. Um, players don't win flags. Teams yeah. win flags, and the addition that he brings to our team is more than justified when you think about um, obviously. Uh, I suppose. The West Coast game is a perfect example. I mean, his pressure. It's not just the fact that he goes yep. out there and he boots eight. Um, it's his presence around the ground. Not to mention, you know, the membership sales. Um, as, you, as you said, um, as he puts bums on seats. Yep, absolutely. Um, Take a look at a few of the uh, pros and cons uh, from the round one victory. Uh, first pro, probably we're not... Going to be naught six. That's a good one. Very handy. Love it. Uh, Bud and everyone else is on fire, which is which is a great start. Uh, and Hannah's, Rowan and Reed all due to come back in pretty shortly. So Absolutely. good signs all round. Cons probably Reed's late withdrawal. We'd like to have seen him t uh, take the field in round one. It's not a big one, but because he'll be right. But how how exciting is that to think that that's another option there as well? Um, and and as we said last week, he's probably going to find a home. Yep. Up forward this year. And that's really exciting to have Bud and Sam Reid just operating in that forward line together. And, and I think the amount... Of, I was surprised by the amount of minutes that Towers had in the ruck. He, he played 
a lot of minutes yep. in, in the ruck. He was almost 50-50 with sinkers. So um, if, if he can continue that output or somewhere close to that output, we might even have the opportunity to throw Sinclair forward at stages as well. Yep. Yeah, nothing, uh, nothing better than uh, last season seeing the uh, the big man go forward and clunk him and boot uh, five, six? Yeah, five against five, the Saints. Five, Saints. Five, Three five against, against the Bombers in the elimination final. So he, uh, he really... Uh, he, He's a bit of a weapon. He's a bit of a weapon, Cal. Can and be. Can be. Absolutely. And he, you know what? Even if it's just that, uh, everyone uh, often comments that Longmire doesn't really have too many tricks up the sleeve, but I think that's certainly one of them to be able to just sort of swap swap Reed into the rack and send um, send singers into the forward line. Go get him. Go get him to just muscle people and clunk them. You mentioned before the the buy in. I mean, that, the buy in from the playing group that. They're willing to do literally, obviously, whatever horse says. Because as you said, he's not a ready-made ruckman. Mm. So it's, mm. it says a lot about the, the culture there, I reckon. Have a look at our uh, Facebook page. And a, a few of our uh, fans on the Facebook page have, have had their votes uh, in for Saturday's, oh, sorry, Sunday's uh, clash against the Eagles. And we'll uh, just get into a few of those now. Will Vella, he's given the Franklin the five. Uh, James Hacker. Five as well for Bud. Uh, Craig Mollett is a is a theme going on here. Yeah, Bud, yeah, Bud yeah. continues to get uh, fives all the way down. Uh, Parker for Kennedy three two Heaney one Papley for Sue McLeod. Uh, Dylan Fisher's gone. Buddy five, Buddy four, Buddy three, Buddy two, Buddy one. So <laughs> with good reason. He was pretty. He's got a couple of likes on that too. What well undo? Uh, James Spanos says five midfield, four defence, three forwards, two coaches, one cheer squad. So great all-round performance there. Uh, thanks to James for that one. But uh, we'll, we'll tally up all of the votes uh, during the week and we'll have a final tally of votes at some point uh, during this week before the Port game. On True Bloods, I reckon we might uh, take our first break and uh, we'll be back in a few moments with a bit more. You're listening to True Blood, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Blood, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. Going to get into a little bit of social interaction now. And after the win, there was a little bit of reaction on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Mads, uh, what did some of the fans have to say? Yes, we had Daniel Kerwin, who's been quite a steady contributor Active. to our page. Um, so thank you, Daniel, if you're listening. I hope you are. Um, Daniel said, great game by the boys. Skills improving. Slippery conditions. Sam Reed late withdraw. Withdrawal. Uh, Hewitt stood up big time. Hannahs and Rooster back next week. Go Bloods. Thank you, Daniel. Al Cooper, if you're out there listening somewhere, this one's for you. Nice win, Swans. No passengers, which was good. One thumbs up. I'd be going for two. Yeah, I'd, I'd have yeah, ten thumbs. Eight thumbs up for Buddy. Yeah, undercooked it a little bit there. Didn't and you? on uh, Instagram, Jenny Wood 77 how sweet it was. And it was indeed. Jenny, a fantastic win to start off the 2018 season for the Swannies. And... Uh, a little bit more social interaction. Today we posed a question on our Facebook page. Which of Buddy's eight was your favourite and why? And we've got a few more responses on that one. Jimmy Francis, he jumped in and said, I loved it. He didn't directly uh, answer which of the eight was his favourite, but uh, he said, I loved it. Possibly my favourite Buddy performance so far to date for the Sydney Swans. He's been worth every cent the club pays for him. Hashtag go Swans. It's probably mine. It's probably my favourite. What do you think? Have to be, have to yeah. be right there. I think so. I, I would have thought. Yeah, Absolutely. No, it, was, it was flawless. And Sergi Filipchenko jumped in and said, uh, loved his first one when he slipped through Shepard and McGovern like they were witches' hats. Ooh. Bloody oath. I, I, I've got to say, I reckon that's, I reckon that's my favourite. I mean, I thought the, uh, the set shot from about 55 was, uh, was fantastic. Huge. However, un- unfortunately for Buddy, we've seen him do it before. It's not, uh, not too much And he'll do it again. He will. It's just, not, it's just not a surprise anymore with Bud, unfortunately. The trials and tribulations of being a, uh, a Sydney Swan supporter. <laughs> oh, well, first time for uh, Benny Andrew in the studio. I reckon we, we better get to know uh, a bit about Benny Swan's history. And, mate, can you, can you just give us a rundown of why you are a Swan? Yeah. Well, uh, so the old, uh, mine's, mine's effectively family. Uh, the old man was a South Melbourne supporter. Yep. Um, I've got two siblings, and uh, I've been told that my father has cried four times in his life. 
each one of his children's births and 2005 <laughs> when he actually saw the flag come uh, come to Sydney. So, uh, yeah, look, I um, I effectively was put in a swans jumper from the time I was born. I think Dad said, "Nah, this one's mine." Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a hell of a ride. I will tell you that. It's I could I could have done far worse, boys. Could have done far worse. Oh, certainly could have done far worse, couldn't you? I mean, Tommy used to bag for Carlton, <laughs> so. Bloody hell, I think we're doing okay, Benny, to be honest. Um, who's your favourite past player? Favourite past player? Well, how do you choose one? Well, I mean, honestly, there's just, there's that many. Um, I, I grew up watching watching Plugger, and let's face it, when you when each of us were playing junior footy, we wanted to be in the goal square, oh, kicking goals. number four on our back. Everyone wanted to be kicking goals yep. because that's what Plugger was doing. So, look, I think it's... It has to be one of either Plugger or Paul Kelly. Yep. Um, but, you know, that being said, I've had so many... Uh, I've had a couple of quirkies along the way. For whatever reason, I used to love Jason Saddington. I used loved Saddington. to love Saddington Jason great. Saddington. Saddington. Uh, Matthew Nix. Yeah, I loved... So silky. The, uh, so silky. He was the 23 before mm. Bud. I remember yeah. a day in the wet. I think it was 2001. He kicked six in the wet against the Saints. We won mm. by 100 points. Nixie was just on fire, dribbling in from the boundary. He was a better player than a lot of people give him credit phenomenal. for, Nixie. He could yeah. play multiple roles. He could play as that lead-up forward. He would play on the wing and um, go, go to half-forward as well and be that uh, extra piece of the forward line with, with uh, Lockett and no Lachlan. So, love watching him play. Yeah, and uh, I think my last would probably be um, Nick Davis, the best set shot the club has ever seen, Nick in Davis. my opinion. Nick Davis. He... Uh, oh, I was just always confident when he had the when he had the pill. I reckon I was I've always watched, confident. And I this is I've well, watched the four goals probably seven have, or eight hundred times. It's just it, it it's part of the club's history. Yeah, it's the fabric of the club, uh, as important as as Leo Barry's mark. But um, in in my uh, even even prior to uh, to that semi final at the SCG, Nick Davis was just ever since we picked him up from Collingwood, I uh, I was just. I loved him. Yep. Absolutely loved him. Almost uh, almost had the number two on my back at one stage. So last week, uh, myself and Mads picked our man in the current squad. Mads went with uh, Zach Jones, as you mentioned earlier, and I had Callum Sinclair, my old mate. Uh, Benny, who is your man in the current Sydney Swans squad? Who is my man? Who is my man? I've got a real soft spot for, for Millsy. Jeez, yep. I love him, and I just can't wait to see the kind of uh, the kind of player he turns into. He's just a Rolls Royce, mm-hmm. and he, I just, yeah, he's he's doing his thing down back, and has made himself one, a a pretty formidable intercept player. Oh yeah. Um, but what happens when he takes that height and he goes into the mids? Because oh, he's silly. we all can't wait. He's I've got a I've if I had to sponsor a player. Millsy's Millsy's got my money here. He's still just a kid. Only just won the Rising Star not long ago. He's yeah, he's going to be. That's a the thing. Champion. And he seems so mature for his age as well, doesn't he? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but look, a lot of a lot of controversy surrounds um, the Swans Academy uh, because of what uh, what comes of it in the media and whatnot. But um, have a whinge. Yeah, it's honestly dead set. They like, take away our cola. Good lord! <laughs> um, but make your own academy. Make we'll, your own academy. We'll, we'll get to that. No, better, better yet, better yet. Look, a lot of the football talent comes from Victoria, exactly. and they all get drafted up to yeah. Sydney, and they become great players. And they say, "I'm going back home." Yeah. Look at what's happening with GWS and Brisbane. They're, they're all they're all filter they all yeah. filter back. So finally, we've picked out uh, a couple of winners, or we've created and developed a couple of winners. Yeah. Um, that have been effectively able to uh, to we can kind of settle them in and keep and them as uh, as as one club players and they're ready made as well. They are seemingly bloody that's, oath. That's what's so good about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at a guy like Heaney, like I said, you know, really drafted AFL ready, big body, great, you know, real hard head. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Mills. I mean, his his skills are amongst the best in our in our in our side. One hundred percent. So yeah, look, who's my favourite? Um, I can't, who's my man at the moment? Probably Millsy. We mentioned a moment where Nick Davis uh, etched his name in Blood's history. What would be your favourite moment in history? Oh, there's probably, realistically, there's, for mine, there's, there's probably three. There is, there's that. Yes. There's Leo Barry's mark. Yes. There is Nick Malcheski's 
uh, over the shoulder number. The the sealer. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think that last two minutes of of that grand final, uh, everything from Marnie Matner's uh, rundown mm. and Reed's mark on the back flank. Yep. Yeah, the the lot of it. I think that is that is probably my favourite two minutes of uh, personally. Um, but by the same token, what is the greatest? I think it has to be Leo Barry's mark. Yep. You start. It simply has to be because it is the drought breaking. Um, Stephen Quartermain, one last roll of the dice from the Eagles. Yep. Uh, we've just fluffed it on the kick out as well and turned it over. Bit of hands in the back action. Yeah, you know? These definitely. days it wouldn't fly, let me tell you. Yeah, it was Cox. Um, yeah, Cox pushed Cox, in the back, 100%. And he just wheels onto the left yeah. and throws it forward. You can't. As that's, iconic that is, as it gets that, in footy terms. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the... Um, that is our... It's not, actually. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. But Matthew Scard's toe poke is Geelong's yeah. Leo Barry. Yeah, yeah. correct. It's, that's, that's what it is. Correct. That's what it is. Absolutely. They're those moments um, that it'll, it'll go down in history for sure. Well, there you go. That's Ben Andrew. You'll get to know him as you will, Tommy and myself, over the season. Um, but, Tommy, you uh, caused a bit of controversy. I think I did. I think you I did. did. Um, did. I with wanna... our Greatest Swan of the Past 25 Years competition on Facebook, launched that uh, late last week, just before our game against the Eagles, and yeah, the, uh, a couple on the fan base were a little bit up in arms with just how difficult it was to pick um, out of the two who were uh, facing off in the first battle, Brett Kirk versus Jude Bolton. There was a little bit of uproar with uh, those two in the first round, but, uh, but I'll just guarantee the listeners that all 16 contestants in this knockout competition are superstars and going to be tough battles all the way through. So. They, they were calling for your head legitimately. Yeah, no, there's a little bit of aggro on there, but... Um, People didn't want to vote at all. They were, they were saying they literally weren't going to vote so fortunately there's no uh, sheep stations on it so uh, <laughs> we, we can we can i'm sure that we can find a way to uh, to come to a piece of resolution yes um now shall we run through what the numbers yep, there were yep, what are we at at the moment well i'm trying to bring it up the internet in uh, the podular studio is just slowing down for a brief moment um, taking a breather but yes taking an absolute breather now at the moment, and I would have thought this was pretty easy to predict, but got Jude Bolton on 36%, Brett Kirk on 64%. And that is from almost 400 votes. So, love the engagement from the community. Absolutely. That's just fantastic. Yep. And you have, if you haven't voted yet, the, this poll is open until Monday. So, save bolts. Save ha- bolts. Hashtag save bolts. There we are. We're starting it. If you're a Bolts man or lady, get around Bolts because he needs your help. All right, let's go to our second break on the True Bloods podcast and we'll be back with a little bit more after this. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Yes, Sam uh, seems going well at the moment. He's due to run tomorrow. Um, he won't be training, but he's due to run more tomorrow. He's ran uh, ran late last week and ran over the weekend. Yesterday, again tomorrow, he'll be up in the program. Uh, won't train, but he'll run. Um, so he's looking okay. We'll make that decision on him later in the week, um, depending on how he goes in our final training session. Uh, had us played on Friday night, uh, got through, pulled up really well. So. Um, we're just going to make a decision whether he's done enough to play seniors this week. Um, but if he gets through training, he's certainly in the frame. Uh, and Gary will wait and see. He's, um, you know, he's been training and, and, and fit and ready to go. So we'll see how the week pans out then. Welcome back to True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. There was Horse this morning, Monday morning presser. Um, and he was just touching on the boys that missed out last week and uh, the chances of those guys coming back into the team for round two against Port. It's uh, it's interesting stuff. We we discussed before Hannabury. Do you reckon he should be coming in now? Where, where do you see Dan Hannabury? Look, I, the way we played on the weekend, I, the midfield. It's hard to make a change, isn't it? Well, the the midfield. If he's not a hundred percent right, we don't need to do it because the the way the midfield played on Sunday night, it they, they were 
more than capable of, uh, of dealing with any midfield by themselves. Um, if he's 100% right, get him back in. But I feel like it's good if we can give uh, Hannes as many weeks as we need to to get him absolutely cherry ripe. Is there anyone... I mean, there's, there's no one I could think of that you could drop based on that performance oh, at absolutely all. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You, 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 couldn't, you couldn't really drop any, mm. anyone from, from any part of the ground. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm with you, Tommy. I, I reckon uh, that the performance was so solid. Um, there's, there's really no need to rush him back. I'd certainly love to have him back, but with, uh, with what they're doing at the moment across Parker, Kennedy, Heaney, uh, there's absolutely no need. Rowan's probably a different story. Uh, you probably bring out Florent and bring Gaz back into the pace. side if, if yep. he's ready to go, which I, I think he is. Yeah, it'd be great to see him back. I'm a huge, huge Gary Rowan fan. I think we all are. I think, um, you know, for a really long time, uh, I, I, even particularly when Gary came into the side in 2010, 2011, mm. um, he was an injection of pace that we really needed. Really needed. And he's he has uh, even even with that uh, horrendous ankle injury that he uh, that he sustained. Thanks to Lindsay Thomas. Yeah. Um, he has honestly just gone from stride to stride. Um, and I know a lot of people have been quite critical of certain performances. Uh, yeah. Um, much maligned, isn't he? Big games goes missing, but he tries his heart time, out, doesn't he? He just goes he so hard. Yep. He goes he goes really hard. I think one of the best examples. Is um, a Carlton game last year. Carlton, there was Carlton. There was, but when we were in Adelaide and we needed That's, a goal, yeah, he was there, and he clocked one mm-hmm. from probably about what looked on telly to be at least sixty-five, and it just bounced on through. Yep. But he got absolutely poleaxed in the uh, in the middle of that kick. Absolutely poleaxed. But that's the kind of grit that he uh, that he brings along with his pace. And the fact of the matter is. He's a pretty reliable set shot. Yeah, he's a great key. He's a great kick of the footy. When, when he's on anywhere inside fifty, he flushes him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely flushes him. Post height, he's yeah. beautiful. Got set a shot. really good technique. Yep, uh, just a really classic technique. Yeah. I think. Yeah, not. It's, not, it's really doesn't, simple. Doesn't overdo it. Yeah, no. Nah, it's got really a good. really easy ball drop. Doesn't lift the ball up in front of his eyes. You know, it's not, there's none of that going on. He just, it's just from his palm to his boot. No movement, and he just absolutely flushes it, as we've said. Gary, of course, going through a little bit of a tough time this week, so we wish all the best to him and his wife, Amy. Yes, we do. Sure do. Uh, let's get stuck right into the Port Adelaide game in round two. This is going to be an absolute beauty. Port were a, a mighty good side last week. Oh, they, yeah. they were on fire, and um, yeah, we've got to come up against this, that side this week, and this is what Horse had to say about them. Oh, they lose wider and they get back Robbie Gray. <laughs> so, uh, um, look, they're a, um, a very talented team. They had 11-odd players that have played over 100 games on the weekend. They've probably got um, one of the most talented, if not the most talented list with the most depth in the competition at the moment. Um, the way they recruited over the summer was um, was very much trying to get experienced players in, and they got experienced players in, and, and have got great young players developing underneath as well. So if you look at their depth and, and talent... Um, yeah, they're right up there in the best in the competition. We saw them play on the weekend and play a superb game with all those recruits playing well. So um, it's going to be a really tough game. We look forward to playing here at the SCG on Easter Sunday uh, after everyone's had their Easter eggs to kick down and, um, and enjoy the afternoon here at the SCG. We think it's going to be a cracking game against one of the best teams in the competition. So that was Horse there uh, discussing Port Adelaide, our opponents for the Round 2 Clash SCG Sunday at 4.40pm. It should be an absolute beauty. Paddy Ryder out is the big one for Port Adelaide with that recurring Achilles injury. and Levels the playing field. Huge for us. It's nice for us with our ruck situation that he's not going to be there. They're going to have to play Dixon in the ruck and that's... uh, going to be something that they're going to have to put a lot of time into thinking about dealing with. Do you know what? Towers can get a lot more experience this week. It'll be really good. It'll be really good for him. It'll be yeah, good. Yeah, certainly agree. And uh, I think also, uh, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big Charlie Dixon fan. I really like the way he goes about it. But I think the more time that he spends at home in the goal square, the more dangerous he becomes. So to see him sort of a little more disrupted and yep. getting, uh, getting thrown into the ruck here and there, uh, I'm all for that when he's uh, when he's playing against the uh, the Swans. 
as Horse touched on in that press, some big-name recruits in the off-season. They all performed very well on the weekend. Stevie Motlop uh, kicked a few. Jack Watts was uh, in the thick of things in the forward half. He's going to be really important for them this week. Tommy Rockliffe is sure to improve as the weeks go on, and they get Robbie Gray back. So they're, they're a great side. Uh, the weakness is probably that no-name back six. I haven't seen uh, probably enough of the Port Adelaide back six to make assessments on those individuals. But... Um, I feel like if Buddy's up and about again on his paddock on the SCG, it's going to be mighty tough for, for those guys. And I think he might be too. Got a sneaking suspicion, Ben. I uh, I think I feel it too, Mance. I think I feel it too. And there's there's Tommy, something... Tommy, you feeling it? Oh, yeah, of course. Always feeling it with Bud. <laughs> there's something ominous about it, isn't there? Yeah. It really is. I mean, we've got our first game at the uh, at the SCG. Got our tails up after uh, after a good win out west. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing Bud uh, sort of bounce, not bounce back, but continue continue his form. Just roll on. Absolutely. So just, that's the thing. I mean, we don't think about it. We're not professional athletes, right? But how good would you feel all week after a performance like that? You couldn't you you couldn't not take I'll it. I'll tell you what. Oh, Mads, I had a couple of wins at work today, and I've been flying <laughs> all afternoon. All afternoon. That'll probably carry me through for the next couple of weeks. So I can't imagine what Buddy feels like with, you know... Something around the around the ballpark, hundreds hundreds of thousands of people just tuning in, watching him yeah. absolutely uh, light up, dance Perth around Stadium. witches' hats. Was yeah. that the quote? Yeah. I saw yeah. something I liked on social media today on one of one of the. It wasn't on our page; it was on a different Swans page. But um, are there other Swans? Pages, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a couple. Not, not as good as us, though. I haven't looked at them. Um, but uh, saw a West Australian Swan supporter had gone into one of the local news agencies and turned around all the papers, so the very sports good. section faced the front. <laughs> oh, big bud, very good. Spoiling the that Eagles party, man. Deserves a medal. He deserves huge public commendation. And, and for the, the, the uh, reaction in Perth to that would have been oh, it would have been vile. Yeah, they, they, are, they can be vile, can't they? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they, gee, they, they don't love a loss. They don't no. love it. Maybe, maybe uh, hold off putting your wet red and white gear on walking down the main streets of Perth <laughs> for at least one week. Uh, so, yeah, the Port Adelaide game, uh, if we were to make a tip for this one, I'm going to say the mighty Sydney Swans just get over the line of 15 points. Oh, Port Adelaide, of, are you kidding, Tommy? Swannies, Swannies by a solid four goals. Uh, I'm actually going to go Swannies by as many goals as Bud can kick. I think that the team itself on, on paper would get it done and then what, yep. Bud, what Bud actually adds to that equation... Uh, so bear six, bear seven, uh, bear two. I wouldn't be surprised at that either. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw a close game. Um, I find I find Port Adelaide really tough to get a measure on. Yeah. I really do because you um, y- yes, Motlop had uh, a good game and he can a disappear. Good game. He Motlop can disappear. Is the, one of the biggest downhill scares and yeah. has been. I should say has been one of the biggest downhill scares uh, that I've been that I've yep. noticed. Um, and Jack Watts. I mean, he, who even knows where his head's at? Yep. Um, but on previous performances, it's going to be a, a tough challenge. But well, it well, also wouldn't surprise me if uh, if if we just end up steamrolling them. Well, last year round one, they came up to the SCG and knocked us Surprised off. Surprised the Mighty hell impressive. out of us. Uh, Absolutely. Likes of Boke and Wines and Pal Pepper in his first game were were a little bit off our midfield. We weren't. They've got a capable midfield. They as certainly well. do. Very. Yeah. Matt, you, you mentioned you mentioned Boke. I mean, if there's, he's definitely a player that I would love to. Have oh yes. Yeah. Love him. What he what he brings to a team in terms of obviously uh, his skill level, but then on top of that, his contribution, his leadership, just efforts, he's, just hundred and ten percent effort all the you time. Just, he's one of those players. That Brad Ebert, another love. one. Yep. You just love yep. all day. Absolutely, Brad Ebert's another one with yeah. with that effort that really whacks yep. in. He's that he's that inside ball winner who doesn't get a lot of kudos um, uh, over here in the Victorian media, but he, he's a quality player as well. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Agree. All right, let's get to the rest of the round two games and our tips: Adelaide versus Richmond at the Adelaide Oval Thursday night at seven fifty p.m. Big game. I don't like where Adelaide's heads are at all. Um, I think Richmond will roll them again. What do you think, Benny? No, I'm going to back Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to back Adelaide in Adelaide for sure. I reckon if there's if there's any issues with headspace, I feel like running out onto uh, onto the cool, fresh breeze of the Adelaide Oval. You'd yeah, hope so. That that would that would certainly fix it. And again, I 
as per previous discussions, I just don't know what to expect from Richmond this year. I think it's just as likely that we see them uh, that we see them crumble at times. At times, um, I, I would. I'm I'm backing Adelaide here for sure. Tommy, I reckon it'll be tight um, and. Richmond to break away in the last quarter. Adelaide to just choke up and yeah. fumble a little bit under the pressure. Their whole crowd, their big crowd's going to be going manic over there at Adelaide Oval, and it's going to be tough for their players to deal with that pressure. Yeah. I feel in the last quarter, and Richmond they'll just play their game. And uh, for, for mine, I, I feel like they'll be good enough to get over the line by three or four goals after probably the majority of the contest it not, not getting too far away from each other. But Richmond for me, I wouldn't be discrediting um, Adelaide Oval. Because you've got to remember that that realistically that was the fortress last year. Oh, absolutely! That was the biggest home. That was next to Sydney. I, I would say probably neck and neck with the SCG and Sydney. I just kind of think they're a different team now, though. Um, I, I've said before, I've never seen a team react as poorly to a grand final loss. A few uh, cultural issues there as well. Did you um, hear about the the, uh, the training? Thing well, there's today? there's that which. Um, there's the, the whole sort of training and the physical and mental challenges, yep. uh, cult-like, I believe it was described mm. as, by the, by the media. Yeah. Um, Sam McClure was uh, discussing on the way over here, actually. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, also I, uh, I heard whispers around cultural issues leading into the grand final as well. Um, around the future of Jake Lever and things mm-hmm. like that. So um, I certainly understand where you're coming from, but I, I, I'm in a back Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval because yeah, I would absolutely. hate to be a Richmond fan at the Adelaide Oval oh, on yes. Friday night, if it's <laughs> Thursday tight, night. Oh, but yes. if, if it's tight in that last quarter, you just you can just see Dustin Martin just bursting the game open. You can. Yeah, it, you it, can. Like, unless Gibbs has 35 and, and kicks three or Sloan does something similar, you feel like at some point Dusty's going to, Put the hammer down. I can't wait for Gibbs to really yep. get going. That'll be that'll be great to watch. He's a superstar. He is an absolute superstar, Bryce Gibbs. Yep. And I'm sure both of you remember back when he was drafted. Now, now ten years ago, 2007, I'm pretty sure was his mm. first season. Yep, uh, or his draft year. Um, he was touted as as a bloke who was going to change the midfield. Um, he was just going to be an out-and-out superstar, and unfortunately, he's had a bit of a handbrake at uh, at Carlton over the over the years. But uh, I'm I'm with you, Mads. I can't wait to just watch him start to blossom. Um, no, and we'll we'll watch with uh, with great interest. But North Melbourne and St Kilda, Tommy. Don't like North Melbourne. Oh, they're Just not do great. Not, aren't does they? anyone? Like, no. Does it? Yeah. Mads, do you like North, I North Melbourne? I think they're the most irrelevant team in the competition. They're and yuck. I have, uh, I've one very good friend of mine who is a North Melbourne supporter, and he didn't reply to my text message when I asked him what he thought of the Gold Coast game. So that probably says a lot. They are just no good, are they? Yep. They're in. They're in. They're in strife. They're in a lot of they're, trouble. They, uh, you know, there is no they light have, they, at the end no, of the tunnel. No, as there's well. not. There's not, and their supporter base is just dwindling. Mm. Um, there was a. There was. It was this game um, at last year, maybe <clears throat> back half of the season. It was atrocious. Yeah, it was appalling. atrocious. Yeah, it, it was their home game, and they had something like eight thousand members through the door. Yeah, it was. Absolutely obscene. It was it was like a VFL game, uh, and the skill level was terrible. Um, there, there's you put it you honestly you put it best there, Mads. There is just no light. There doesn't seem to be a light at the end of the no. tunnel for North Melbourne. No. I mean, they hung their hat on Dusty, and then they <laughs> didn't get Dusty, and then they hung their hat on Josh Kelly, and then surprise, surprise, they didn't get Josh. Kelly. It's not not it, a destination club. It's it's not, and it's a, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, you you look at sort of free agency as a whole and it just it's, it's not it's not built for North Melbourne no is it? it's not absolutely not what do you think Tom not. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll think St Kilda will win by 10 goals uh, St Kilda looked pretty good last week North as they have been for the last couple of years are not um, at, at the quality 
across their 22, the quality is just not there for them to be competing with top-level sides. And St Kilda's improved uh, last week. It was a high-quality game against Brisbane, I thought. It was. Um, it was a shootout. Yeah. It was great. It was really exciting to watch. Uh, and both those sides have improved, but uh, I don't see the improvement in North Melbourne. And, yeah, St Kilda very com- comfortably for mine. Um, what, what about you two? Benny? Uh, St Kilda, I'm not going to say comfortably. I'm not as impressed with St Kilda. I've got, you know, I've got, I've got, I've got doubts. Um, but they will, uh, they will win this one. I'll say uh, anything from three to five goals. Carlton versus the Gold Coast Suns. Gold Coast Suns had a win last week. Etihad Stadium, Saturday, one forty-five p.m. We just talked about Gold Coast and their job on North Melbourne. Carlton went down to Richmond last week. Pretty impressive three quarters. I thought they were too. Cripps is a beast. I'd love him. Yeah. I would absolutely love him in my side. He's um, he's actually dropped size. He's yeah. come down yeah, in, in weight. He That's scary. is a contested ball machine, uh, much alike um, one Josh Kennedy. Mm. For Correct us, yeah, for sure. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of Josh Kennedy um, in in Patrick Cripps. But mate, my my story for Carlton is is Charlie Kerno. Yeah, oh, yeah. I yep. just cannot wait to see what that kid does. What he kick five last week? Five. It's pretty good Talk. against against that Richmond back line. Talk about a coming out party, and he monstered Alex Rance. Yep, he did. Monstered him. And not many people can say they've done that. No. It's going to be a handful for the Suns' back six. I'm going to actually tip Carlton in this game, uh, as he touched on Paddy Cripps in scintillating form in round one. And I feel like even without Cruiser and Kennedy, if they don't get up, uh, I like the Carlton, uh, the spread of, of talent across their 22, a little bit more than the Gold Coast Suns. Their top end is probably a touch stronger than Carlton's, their top six, but I don't really like their bottom 12 or so. Yep. I reckon Carlton are a tighter unit than Gold Coast also. I think that um, the great man Stuart Jew will work some wonders at Gold Coast over the next couple of years, but uh, it's Carlton by four kicks for mine. I exactly agree with you. Uh, Four kicks. Collingwood had a shocker against the Hawks last Saturday night, and they come up against the rampant GWS Giants. If we're not the form team of the comp, they certainly are. They demolished the Bulldogs, made them look like a VFL side, made them look absolutely second rate. This game at the MCG, Saturday, 4.35 p.m., and I can't see Collingwood winning this one. Nope. I can't see Collingwood competing. Uh, I think they're going to... I reckon that GWS are going to continue to roll on their form, uh, destroying the doggies, and it will be uh, over over 10 goals. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, and it will potentially end Nathan Buckley's coaching stint. Heard it here first. If it's over 100 points, I reckon it might, you might be right there, Mads. It's danger zone for him. Even though, I mean, that's the thing, what's... You don't even feel safe with a contract extension these days, do you? No, you don't. You absolutely don't. And, um, I mean, look, I've got to say, personally, I'd be really surprised if by round two he was gone. I know that it was a a pretty miserable effort last round and another 100-point belting is not something you can... uh, Turn turn away from, but um... the reason I say the reason I say he could be in trouble is because there was such a song and dance about it last year. I don't think they'll want that again. Yeah, I think they've got they've got yeah. different people at board level. They've got a new CEO. I don't think they're going to want to have those headlines, willy or wonty that sort of thing. I think they're going to want to avoid that. So they I think to... if they get that, they get drubbed again. They need to focus on their footy exactly. because they're exactly. a long long way off the mark. Uh, as a as a club, and yeah, I, I'm absolutely right. They they cannot have that kind of nonsense going on yeah. in the background if they if they're going to pull themselves out of this rut. Um, but yeah, absolutely, it's it's the uh, it's the Giants by over ten goals for mine. Big game on Saturday night, seven twenty five at the Gabba. The Brisbane Lions taking on Melbourne. What do we think about this one, fellas? I really rate Brisbane. Love them. Really, really, really rate them. And I, I love their job against St Kilda. They were they were thereabouts. They're just young. That's all. And round one, people get tired. But Hipwood, Zorko, Beams. Uh, I don't like. think you a don't you like. don't even miss Rockcliffe that much. Robinson you... came back, and, and that's the replacement exactly. for Rockcliffe. He exactly. barely played last year. Robinson. Yep. I, I really like them, and I think they 
They could surprise Melbourne, mm. I reckon. Charlie Cameron was great yeah, on the weekend. Yeah, that's that, that, to me. He was the, smashing. He's, he was the biggest in. I mean, he was playing like a completely new person as well. Mm. Um, I... I think they could. It'll be a very close game. I think it'd be a very good game, but I think Brisbane might might seal it up in the gather. In the, you... in the last five minutes of that Melbourne-Geelong game, you could just see 50 years of baggage on those <laughs> Melbourne players. <laughs> in that last 10 minutes, they, they couldn't shake it. it they couldn't, just couldn't shake it. It couldn't be more Melbourne, could it, that, that finish? And no. if it's tight again this week, Brisbane will do them again. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to agree. Um, I personally think the D's probably buy about three kicks. Yep. Uh, so a relatively, a relatively tight one. But um, I was I was really impressed with the D's um, because I honestly expected them um, to... I didn't really think they'd, they'd show up as well as they did. I thought Geelong would walk that home pretty comfortably. Um, but I was, really, I was really impressed with the D's considering um, some of their outs. Um, for mine, it will be the D's, but I'm with you, Mads. I just bloody love the Lions. Yep. Have done so for quite a few years now. Really felt for them. Always thought there was a lot of talent there yep. and a lot of grit that um, they just kind of got let down by game plans and skill errors and, and, and inexperience. And I, yeah. I really see that starting to turn now. I'm loving what Fagan's doing. That's it. The key there is Fagan. They've just got it right now, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. They well, add Hodge to that as well. Hodge. He, yeah. he, oh. he walked, got 20 disposals last week and didn't do a great deal, but God, you can see mm. the, the way he was directing traffic in the back line. Really, if I was a Brisbane Lions supporter, and my girlfriend actually is, you'd be really excited. Yeah, bloody oath. So, Absolutely. So for mine, Brisbane at home, five-point winners, I reckon. Oh, I reckon they'll get home. Tommy, here we go. Fremantle versus Essendon at the new Optus Stadium, Saturday, 8, 10 p.m. over in Perth. And this is an interesting one as well. I feel like Essendon, uh, after the performance they put in against Adelaide on Friday night, I think they'll be too good for Freya. In the same vein that Buddy is just going to keep on rolling, I think Essendon will just keep on rolling, Mm. to be honest. Mm. What do you think, Benny? Yeah, it, it, I think you, you're crazy if you don't go with uh, go with the Dons. They've got they're going forwards with a full head of steam. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to like about the way that they're playing at the moment, and there is a lot to uh, to poke a stick at when you take a look at Freo. Um, they, I mean, what a spectacular fall from grace! Yep. Uh, since, since over the last couple of years, um, especially when sort of two two years ago they had that absolute stinker, and it was just said, you know what, we've got the game plan wrong in the. Um, in the first couple of rounds, and that was our season done. Well, now we're backing up two seasons of, of the same of thing. Pretty, pretty rubbish yeah. football. Um, genuinely regarded as easy bets. Um, so yeah, I think it's uh, it's a pretty safe bet to go to go the Dons. Do you think there are deeper issues there in in Freo, Tommy at all? Oh, there's there's some big issues with Freo. I, you look at. Um, some of the recruits they've brought in over the last couple of years. Hill's a good one. I, I like yep, Brad Hill. Yeah, um, the Kirsten types. Uh, they, 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 uh, there's a couple that they've brought in over the last couple of years that um, aren't going to transform them into any sort of contending side, not even a, a final eight side. Ross Lyon's got a lot of work to do with that list to, to turn it over and turn Agreed. it into a team, a team that can be competitive with top four sides. And yeah. doesn't really have that much to show on his CV for, for list development. So you've got you've to ask very, very hard questions uh, about Frio. How, how good, just off Frio for a second, back on Essen, how good were some of those marks from yeah. Hooker, Hurley, Danaher in that last quarter when the game was up for grabs against yeah, Adelaide? Yeah, for sure. Yep. Absolutely. They were, they were really exciting to watch, weren't they? Yeah, you can talk a lot of rubbish about uh, about Hooker's haircut, but i tell you what, he, he really, uh, he was clunky. Absolutely, and confidently too. He, they, those boys just did not even look like they were going to drop a mark. Yep. Um, and and Joey, I mean, we talk a lot of love about about Barton, how he has sort of changed what it means to be a modern key forward. Well, this is a bloke who Joey Danaher, who is going to be uh, on his tail, on his tail for sure. I, I think there's. Um, a few things that I don't really love about Joe, there's... but in terms of his football, I mean. God, he can he can tear a game apart. He's the only one in the comp that you can truly liken to Bud. There's, yeah. a, there's a couple of yeah. other great yeah. forwards around, but yeah. he's the only one that well, you can look at and say, well, he's similar to the way he plays. The, the only one plays. remotely like Bud, yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, I would say, I, I, and look, this comes uh, with, 
with naivete, I suppose, um, because I haven't watched a heap of Essendon games. Yep. But I suppose what I love about Bud over the last couple of years is his defensive, um, his defensive approach, and also his pressure, his tackling, and things like that. You're not. Yeah, you're, you, you, it's not uncommon to see him in the back half of the ground. I don't feel like Danaher has that to his yeah, game just yeah, yet. Yeah. But geez, he's going to be a... Uh, an, Neither an did Buddy early on, though. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely right. Absolutely so right. So we're all on Essendon by a bit for this one? Yeah, comfortably. So uh, that'd be uh, the Doggies and West Coast. The Doggies and West Coast. Eddie Had Stadium Sunday, 3.20pm. I'm actually going to pick the West Coast Eagles to come over to Melbourne and knock off the Dogs on the Dogs' home ground. That'd be a rarity, wouldn't it? I don't do it often, but they were very good on the weekend. I, I don't think we can um, we can mention that enough. West Coast were fantastic against us and really took it up to us. And the dogs were rubbish, absolute rubbish. So if West Coast, if if the two teams output the same performance they did in round one, West Coast win comfortably. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Tommy. That's um, that's hit the nail on the head. I reckon, uh, even though there are a lot of question marks over the Eagles' ability to travel, there was yep. nothing. There was nothing wrong with. Uh, the way that they put out on the uh, on the weekend, and I reckon they'll come over here and absolutely make a uh, make a statement against the dogs. For sure. They they obliterated our thirty point lead very very yep. very quickly. Eclipsed it. I love their their forward half setup. The new the new players, the likes of Ryan and and Venables. That they Ryan they was chucked. great. Ryan wasn't was he? fantastic. Really liked took his a few game. good contested marks. Mm. He's going to be good. It's a good sign of um, I think a really a sign of. Yeah. of of a young player being able to take a really strong contested grab. Yeah. If they've already got something like that down pat at an AFL level. Yep. You, there's, you, a lot to, there's a lot yeah. to like and a lot a to good look start. forward to. Yeah. yeah. And the last game of the round, Easter Monday, 3.20pm. This one will be an absolute beauty. Geelong versus Hawthorne. I will be there, level one at the MCC. That'll be an absolute beauty, I reckon. Hawthorne are a lot better. Is. Hawthorne are a lot better than people say. Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. After a bit of a lull last year where they yes. sort of had a few questions. Lost them. It's not that they weren't as good as they usually are. It's that they lost games that they should not have lost. And they lost them convincingly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm with you, Mads. They are by no means a uh, an average team. They'll they, be in the finals this year. Oh, yeah, Don't. absolutely. They're, they're a hard, hard, hard team. And I've got a, uh, I, I actually I love the Hawks. I know we've had a, a, a really... Uh, Strong history with I them. I don't love song. the Hawks. I despise the Hawks. <laughs> I, I don't... Okay, well, let, let me rephrase. It's admiration. I don't, I don't love the Hawks, admiration. but I love their footy. Yeah. I yeah. love the way that they play. Yeah. Um, T. Mitchell? Yeah, that, well, that's the one. I didn't really want to bring him up too early, but um, we, let that blo- we let that I bloke have. go, and he's, uh, he's gone and beaten the record. The most disposals in a game. Good on him. Lot of, hand, lot of handballs. Lot of handballs. Yeah, but that's 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 what he's there for. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's the thing. He's there to deliver it to to the running players beside mm. him, and and he does it very well. And he brought Jaeger into the game. Jaeger yeah. had nearly thirty. That's the thing. That's the vital thing that's for why the Hawks. It's so good. Jeez, I tell you what, Jaeger O'Meara. Yeah. Gee, he could he could have absolutely lit the competition on fire, and just a sh- a, a shocking run with injury. Yeah. Because uh, he, in my opinion, is just nowhere near the player that he um, that that he had the, yeah, the potential to be. Given yeah. given that he's had such a horrid injury run. Agreed. Tip, tips for this one, fellas. Uh, Hawthorne with no confidence. Yeah, tough one. I'm probably Geelong, only based on the fact is danger that. Um, well, regardless, I'm backing in the little maestro. He was great, wasn't he? He was just back to his former self. I mean, two shots on goal, one goal, one, uh, and 39. Nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. And all these uh, people who say, oh, you know, he's just going there to wind down. Well, you watch how this bloke winds down. You watch, because he is just going to continue to obliterate. And if danger comes back in, yeah, he won't be hitting 39 touches, but you watch, he'll be a remarkable forward. Now, I love Ablett. I like Duncan. I like Guthrie. I like Menengola. I like Guthrie, too. I like Guthrie. I, like, I don't mind... Um... I like Selwood, obviously. <clears throat> uh, but I think they fall away badly after that. 100%. And I think that's the reason Hawthorne's going to win. Hawthorne have got a dynamite yep. forward six at the moment. They've got Gunston back forward. Cyril's back. Roughhead. Roughhead is in good nick. Uh, Bruce and Puopolo are up and about. They're 
Uh, they've got Stratton in the back half once again, which With is the worst really, haircut in the AFL. It's a shocker. Right? It is absolutely terrible. But he hasn't lost any of his defending ability. He was uh, great on the weekend. Uh, big boy McAvoy doing great things in the ruck. And yeah, even though Geelong might go into this one favourites, I'm going to tip the Hawks too. That's yep, 100%. Agree. So that is the round of matches for round two. This has been the True Bloods podcast, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. Before we finish off, a uh, bit of uh, pump up our Wooshka, our iTunes, our Instagram and Facebook pages. Get around all of those. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can listen on Wooshka and plenty of uh, Sydney Swans stuff on the Instagram and Facebook pages all through the week. Oh, yes. A lot of content and content you won't see at other places as well, and, I would have thought. And uh, hopefully the mighty Swannies can get over the line on Sunday afternoon against Port Adelaide and we can go to zip. Absolutely, and we'll uh, certainly be giving you the review of the game, uh, hopefully next Wednesday as well. Yep, Wednesday yeah, morning absolutely. it should be out. In and under, we'll be uh, all over the details for sure. Benny, it's been great having you on for your first show. Have you enjoyed it in the Podular studio for the first time? Yeah, this is a, uh, like I said, this is a unique experience, but uh, something I have absolutely relished and cannot Wonderful. wait to uh, to get back into. Mads, once again, always great, a great pleasure to be here with you. Always a pleasure, never a chore. All right, this has been True Bloods. We will see you next week. Madison Clark, Benny Andrew, and Tommy Flanners live from the Podular Studio. Thanks, guys. This has been a Podular Media production.